So now we welcome on our guy, Patrick Everson from props.com. We're going to talk some NFL college football. Uh, Pat, before I ask you how the books did this weekend, I want to start actually with Thursday night's game because right now we're watching Geno Smith quarterback, the Seattle Seahawks in a 10, seven game uh, with about three fifty to go in the third quarter. Not the best primetime matchup, but Thursday night, at least on paper, we should get a good one. The Packers with just one loss. They haven't lost since week one on the road. Now six point dogs taking on the undefeated, only undefeated team in the league, the Arizona Cardinals. This one opened up three and a half. Today, we find out Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers, has tested positive for COVID. Also looks like they're going to be missing their star wide receiver, Devontae Adams. Still, I thought that that line movement a little crazy. A wide receiver equals two points. Uh, Green Bay, six-point dogs. What are you seeing here, Pat? Right. Well, that's interesting. First off, thank you for having me on tonight. I appreciate it, as always, and hope you uh, hope you all had a great weekend. And this was, you know, there's there's a line maker I talk to every Sunday night to get my opening line report yeah. uh, that I do each week for props.com. And this was actually three and a half. And now we're talking six. Yeah. Like you said, two, two and a half points. I right, look, Devonte Adams is a great player, but this is quite a jump um, for a team. That's still a very good team. Both teams playing on a short week. Um, it's, it's really interesting that it went that far. I'd, I'd sure be tempted to, you know, uh, I, I'd sure be inclined to take the six points with with Aaron Rodgers in this in this position, but uh, uh, that that maker told me he said, "Look, Green Bay, obviously the injury changes the dynamic a little bit." But he said, "Well, almost certainly be a popular underdog play for the public this week, despite the Cardinals being seven and zero." And to your point about this drudgery that we're watching right now, <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is just sad. I mean, look, I bet the over, and it was a stupid bet. Pat, but I you want to know anyway. what a stupid bet is? I have Geno Smith over 18 and a half completions. I told you not to take it. <laughs> is that, I guess a, I, well, I guess you and I can have a have a have a duel for the stupid bet of the night. Then, yes. how does that sound, Quinn? Well, we got to add Tristan because um, she uh, doubled. I doubled she, back on she the doubled, Wizards uh, twice. She, she bet the Wizards live twice, and they just got blown once up by like a hundred. Once at five and a half, once at eight and a half. Love them at five oh, and a half. Goodness. You love them even more at five and a half, don't you? Pat, with really a really quick man, with the Packers being a public team, which you figure if you're getting points with Aaron Rodgers, even on the road against an undefeated team, do you think there's any chance this gets to seven, or do you think maybe we see a buyback with Green Bay being now God. six? I gotta think there's, I gotta think there's buyback. I don't know yeah. how you go to Green Bay minus seven here. I was hoping. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't see that. I think the big reaction was today. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously it leaves time. You got seven. You know, not quite seventy-two hours till kickoff here. But um, it, it, I, I don't see this going to seven. Look, I also didn't see it going from three and a half to six on Devontae Adams. So, uh, you know, and maybe even some of that is, okay, there's some sort of COVID issue they've right. got there. Maybe it gets worse. So we're just going to get ahead of it here um, to make sure we don't get, uh, you, know, get, you know, get beat and have to go to a higher number. You know, have to go even further later. And maybe that's what they're thinking. Maybe that's part of the logic. I did see that discussed in the Twitterverse a little bit, but um, my opinion is it doesn't go to seven and that, and that there may be some buyback here once there's a little more clarity around Green Bay. Speaking yeah. of, of weird lines, sorry, Quentin, do you want to jump in? No, it's okay. Okay. Uh, speaking of weird lines, the Bucks are only five-point favorites in New Orleans. Um, they have been just destroying teams. Like Tom Brady looks mm-hmm. better than ever. Uh is this a case of us or Vegas overestimating home field advantage and trends uh, from last year? Or 
Or is there actually a case where the Saints can compete with this Bucks team? They look awful right now. They look absolutely oh. awful. You know what's going to be really interesting? Yeah, that's a great question. What's going to be interesting is what most what, what some books do. I don't know if all books do it, but um, you know the odds maker that I talk to every Sunday night, the book he's with. Every time, you know, they often put odds up like late Sunday afternoon before the Sunday night game uh, for the following week. And then it was ever in the Sunday night game, those two teams' odds come off the board until Monday morning. And then the same thing happens Monday night. So tonight, uh, the Saints' odds for this coming week and the Seahawks' odds for this coming week come off the board. They go back up tomorrow morning. I'm going to be interested, after watching this dreck, what this line is tomorrow morning, because I got to think it's going up. Um, I, you know, it was four and a half based on Saints coming off a, a buy or a mini, uh, a mini buy. I'm trying to remember exactly what they had last week. I think they had a buy last week, but mm-hmm. um, it, it was said under different circumstances, having not seen this game. Now that said, we've got the weather. The weather is part of the issue here, but still, it doesn't look, you know, awful. But the teams sure look awful. So I'm thinking, I think it's going to be interesting to see what this number is tomorrow. Um, with, you know, one odd baker I spoke with did say the Saints defense should provide a much tougher test for Brady and the Bucks wide receivers uh, than the test that uh, the Tampa Bay got against the Bears in boat racing them and, and, and in some of the more recent games. So, uh, the, you know, they feel they certainly felt comfortable with the four and a half number to put it out there. It'll be interesting how comfortable they feel tomorrow morning when it goes back up, um, if it's still four and a half or it's something uh, a little bit closer to a touchdown. Pat, I'm a simple man, man. And people ask me, Quinn, what are your, what's your lock of the week? What's your advice for new sports gamblers? And I say, bet the Dallas Cowboys are 6-0 and against the spread so far on the season. Now I'm looking at the <laughs> 8.20 p.m. Sunday night game against uh, the Minnesota Vikings and Kirk Cousins. And mind you, I bet Kirk Cousins for the first time Ever. Oh, I didn't even realize that's Cousins in primetime. Yes. Cousins oh, in primetime. Yes. Yeah. I back Kirk Cousins for the first time ever against the freaking Carolina Panthers, and I almost lost it. It was my underdog pick of the week. I got it before the line flip when Chris McCaffrey was officially ruled out. But this week, they're two-point dogs at home primetime against the red-hot Dallas Cowboys. What is your feel on this line? Because I'm going to hop on it right now. I might do a Trista Crick and bet it 17 times uh, throughout the entire week. I, I did the same thing with the Washington football team against Green Bay. That line kept moving. Green, I took a Green Bay at 10, 7, 6.5, and, and I won all my money. What are you, what's going on with this line with Dallas against Minnesota, and why isn't it a bigger spread, especially when we look at the Cowboys and how they've had success against the spread all season long? Well, and and then you know, you, to your point, I'm just kind of taking a, uh, a quick peek at the uh, – uh, at the bet at BetMGM tonight, uh, BetMGM odds since we are with a uh, with BetMGM tonight. It's the only sports. Uh, and to your point, Quentin, minus minus two. This was interesting because again, the odds maker I speak with for my opening line report, op- they opened this game pick them, and they were pretty comfortable with that, and they got bet up to minus one and a half last night um, for a couple of reasons, and one I thought was interesting. It's it, it, one of the uh, you know one of the odds makers said to me, well, it's a screen watcher, somebody who noticed that our number was a little bit different than others and better, so they bet the Cowboys strictly because the number was better, and then he said we also took a little bit of sharp money on the Cowboys, and so we decided to go to one and a half uh, later Sunday evening. So, uh, but and and they're comfortable with that, but they are not convinced that Dak Prescott is going to be is fully healthy oh, it's the or calf, will be fully isn't healthy. It? It's the calf. Yeah. If they're, Dak Prescott was healthy, what would this line be? I think it would probably. I I think I don't think it would have come out pick. 
I don't know that it would have been Dallas field goal, but I don't know that it would have been. I think it would have been more than Dallas pick. They are, you know, there's a couple of odds makers, like I said, that I speak to every week, and they are a little wary of Dak's shape. And even if he's in good shape, they still feel this is a toss-up game. Now that said, to Quentin's point, let's just be let's just be simple people here. Uh, you know, uh, Dallas has perfect against the spread. The only team that's perfect against the spread in the league. And he, you know, one odds maker told me the books are going to need the Vikings pretty big by kickoff. The public loves the Cowboys, and if we're at one, one and a half, two now. Um, it could very well get to three by the end of the week because the public is going to weigh in on the public's going to weigh in, and it's going to and and they're going to weigh in on Dallas. And if the favorites have a good day Sunday, and I know I've said this to you to you guys before, if the favorites have a good day during the day Sunday, everything's going to roll to the Cowboys on Sunday night. Oh, you know it, man. And I, I'll be with the public because I will never back Kirk Cousins in a prime time spot. Although he did, <laughs> he did finally get one last season, or was it the year before? I forgot. It was last year. Really quick, Pat. I want to talk about some line movement in college football. One that I was looking out for on Sunday morning was going to be Michigan, Michigan State, and I thought that it was going to open up with Michigan State around six point dogs. That's now four and a half. They're at home. They're taking on Michigan, two undefeated teams in the Big Ten. The other one that I was looking at where I find it kind of crazy, I know Wisconsin's coming off a victory, and I know Iowa's coming off a bad loss, but Iowa, three-and-a-half-point road dogs on the road at Camp Randall taking on Wisconsin. I was shocked, Pat, to see Wisconsin three-and-a-half-point favorites against a one-loss Iowa team. Um, anything that you've noticed, taken notice with college football here early? Well, so far with, uh, with, with one odds maker, I spoke with about that Michigan-Michigan State game, which, yeah. which hopefully is going to be a gem of a game. And obviously uh, uh, it's, it's, it's a very key game when you're talking about not only the Big Ten, but also any college football playoff aspirations that either of those teams might hold. Uh, early on, the, the uh, one, one odds maker I spoke with had this at Michigan three and a half at the outset. And it moved, and it moved to, more toward Michigan, even though Michigan's on the road for this game. And he said a mix of public and sharp play on Michigan so far, and sharps grabbed Michigan three and a half at their open. And then uh, Wisconsin again. I agree. That's an, it's a, it's an interesting game. I just I think one of the reasons it's it's like that though, Ryan, is that the Big Ten and the Big Twelve does this to a little bit lesser extent, but they just cannibalize each other all season long. Right. Um, and it could happen again this week. I mean, look, Iowa, Iowa lost to Purdue at, at home. Pat, what do you think that number me. looks like on a neutral site? Let's say Iowa plays Wisconsin. It's not at Camp Randall. Is that like close to a pick if you play that, I don't know, in some Midwest oh, yeah. dump? <laughs> close. Yeah. Pick if, okay. if, you, if, you, if you split the difference between uh, uh, Iowa City and, uh, um, and, and uh, uh, Madison, Let's go to quad. Then, let's go yeah. to quad cities. We'll go to the quad yeah, cities quad, or whatever, <laughs> yeah. The, okay, that's it's just crazy, that. man. Because I was just two number two in the country, and I know they can't move the ball offensively, and they rely on like pick sixes and special teams touchdowns. But still, man, to see a team go from number two in the country now to be underdogs against a Graham Mertz led offense, it's still. Crazy to see. Uh, one last one I got for you. It's pretty much a pick 'em. Kentucky on the road, one point favorites taking on Mississippi State. Anything, anything there or no? Not yet. Yeah, not much that I've seen on that yet. I want to. Uh, I'll back up real quick regarding that Wisconsin game. Yeah. Though, um, the the first move at the odds maker I spoke with Wisconsin minus three went to minus three and a half. But it's two way action on the game, and again, it's it's a bit of a confusing game. I think the Kentucky Mississippi State game. I haven't delved into that one yet, but I like that game. It's a fun. It could be a 
uh, a fun game to check in on in a, in a, in a close line. So they're clearly expecting, oddmakers clearly expecting a, a good little SEC battle there. So, Pat, uh, wrapping up with college football, NFL, anything right now that you know that the book is going to need? You brought up the Dallas Cowboys. We know that the Green Bay Packers. I feel like the Cowboys and the Packers are always going to be public dogs, public teams, uh, or, public, or public favorites. Yeah. Anything else that the book really needs already? I know it's early this week, but anything, uh, anything there? Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. A couple of games that'll 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 be interesting to look at, and one of them will probably be the uh, I'm just sliding through the Titans Colts game. Oh yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how that is. The Colts coming off this this ha- this game took on a different dynamic with the Colts going to San Fran and winning last night. Agreed. Um, but the Titans look freaking fantastic, and there there's definitely a, a high expectation that the Titans will be a very popular they, – they opened as a dog in this game. Yep. Uh, the, the Titans will be a very popular dog for as long as they remain a dog, if that's the case, uh, if it flips, which I think it might. And then at that point, I think they're going to be a very popular favorite too. I mean, holy moly, you're just watching Derrick Henry leave tire tracks on <laughs> defensive backs, and it's hard not to be impressed. That team looks a lot like the team that people expected it would look like when the season started. That is a playoff and maybe Super Bowl – uh, thought you know a team to be thought of in playoff and Super Bowl implications, which for sure. I thought was the case going in. For sure, and I still like that fifteen to one price if they could just figure things out defensively. But I, th- that was one where I jumped on the Colts right away, Pat, just because I was like, okay, they're favored right now. I get it because that's a big victory for them. But over maybe like you know Tennessee, two big wins in one week, and they just held Patrick Mahomes to three points. So to see them as dogs after that, something fishy is there. I have to back the Colts, and Wentz has looked pretty good. Thanks so much, man. Yep. We'll have to have you on again here soon. Where can people find your work right now, Pat? Uh, you can find all my work and a whole bunch of other talented peers at props.com and uh, give their Twitter feed at PropsUS a look, and all, all my stuff ends up flowing through there as well. And of course my Twitter feed at Patrick E underscore Vegas. I appreciate you giving me a chance to pub that a little bit. Thanks so much, man, for joining us. You're the best, Pat. Patrick Everson, props.com, Indianapolis Colts. I love them against the Titans. Hey, check this out. This came three hours ago, and I know we kind of talked about this, but I saw it again, and I just can't stop laughing. Brett McMurphy, ex-NFL coach, USC alum, Jeff Fitcher, in the mix for USC's coaching position. Inject that into my veins. What about Lisa Rice? So he's in there with James Franklin, who... Here's a hot take. James Franklin sucks. I know you like Penn State, Q. He's not like, a good coach. I like James Franklin. Um, he, gets Iowa the, he gets the people going. Iowa State's Matt Campbell, who Play did not cover him. for me this week, so he sucks. Cincinnati's Luke Fickle. Even good. And Steelers coach Mike Tomlin. It's going to be Luke Fickle that's going to get the big job, dude. Cincinnati, he he's going to leave Cincy. I don't, USC, that job is not I mean, what it Cincinnati was. Cincinnati is trash. Yeah, but it, exactly. Southern Cal or Cincinnati, you know? 